What's up, you seafoods? It's the Film Drunk Frogcast coming at you not live from the frog quarters. We got the whole gang. We got the irregular regular, Mr. Matt Lieb. Boom, check it. What up, man? I'm here with me brethren and sistren. I'm so sorry. Hey, everyone. I'm here. Shout out to Chet Hayes. Yeah, no, it's annoying when he does it, but it's also annoying when you do it. Crazy. I don't think so. I think it's charming when both he and I do it. Okay. Uh, and I think everyone's vastly overreacting to yeah. uh, what is his natural state, which is that of, uh, cultural, you know, reggae dance hall. Yeah, cultural appropriator. So that's fine. Yeah. Uh, and we got uh, Miss Jessica Seeley joining us. Yay. Yeah, what up? Hello. How you doing? Hi. Uh, okay. And... <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Did I, sad. Did, I, did I step on it? I'm sorry. <laughs> well, before we get into how sad you are, uh, we're, we're also here with Tom Dean. Hello. What's up, Tom? I was trying to think of a cultural appropriation to do too, but I decided against it. Yeah, that. no, that's probably good. Nowadays, you know, people go through podcasts and they kind of, they find the most offensive part and then you get fired from Saturday I Night I certainly Live. wouldn't want it to be taken out of context. No, 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 no. In context, racism is fine. But out of context, it's bad. <laughs> Everyone knows that. That's true. Hey, uh, patreon.com slash broadcast for all your bonus content. We got lots of it. We Talked about Star Wars. Thanks to yeah. all of our new donors. Uh, so did you guys uh, You guys watch that uh, Golden Globes? Is that a thing that normal people do? Or is that just like something that you have to do when you write about movies? I, I mean, I watched it after the fact. I, um, you know, I, I as soon as everyone told me that Ricky Gervais was hot fire, um, I was like, oh, shit. I, I gotta check this out. I want to because I I remember from before when he hosted, and I wanted to relive that moment. And it was a good opening, but um, no, it just felt like I was trying to relive the past. To yeah, be honest with you. I I thought it was a good monologue, the opening monologue, and, and it, yeah. like as like aside from all the parts where he you know warned us about how much he was gonna offend us, like the actual jokes are pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he had a. Yeah, the Jeffrey Epstein joke. I was happy yeah. about that. Uh, <laughs> that was sick. Finally, someone fucking says it. Yeah. Uh, but uh, before we get into that, uh, Jessica, why are you sad? <laughs> Today, I went to the grocery store. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. And they were rude to me. Oh, for real? Yeah. Why? What did, in, they, what did you, in what, what way? What did you do? Is what I was going to ask. <laughs> I just am tired of people being so rude to me. <laughs> I want them to be nice. I mean, I feel you. That sucks. But what what happened? Okay, so I was going to get the face mask, and then I I I was checking out. And You're gonna then, uh, face mask at the grocery store, like a beauty yeah, well, face mask or like a surgical mask. Yeah, like mask. a beauty mask. I okay. wanted to try to be more beautiful. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then. Uh, and, you know, I got groceries and toilet paper and this face mask. And then the checker says, oh, this doesn't have a price on it. Do you know what the price is? And uh, I was like, no. And uh, then she was like, is something fucked up? Oh, oh no, it's fine. Oh, go okay. ahead. Okay. And, uh, and then she sent someone to go see what the price was. But then there was kind of becoming a long line. So I was like, it's okay. I'll just check out and you can do the line. And she was like, okay. And then I was like, I'll have my receipt, though. And then she didn't say anything. And she just kind of stared for a minute. 
And then I was like, do you have my receipt? <laughs> and then she like snapped and she's like, it's coming. Damn. And then she was all pissed off. And then after that, the guy came back with the face mask. And he said, he was like, it's seven ninety nine. And then I was like, I was like, oh, I'll get it next time. <laughs> and then, and then, and then the and then he was nice. He was like, oh, okay. But then the checker in the next lane was like, ha, 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 wow. Jesus and I was like, Christ. I was like, I'm going to go inside and watch the dog whisper for the rest of the day. <laughs> wow, the rest of my life. <laughs> you got it from both ends. And I'll ends. never try to be beautiful again. <laughs> yeah, it serves you right for thinking that beauty standards apply. It's really, pretty- it was just karma telling you like, hey, you know what? You were just fucking fortifying pre-existing beauty standards. Well, and and the sad irony is that that's probably the moment where you needed some self-care the most of all. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. But like, it's pretty bad. I mean, you got like, when you got it from the one person, when she snapped at you, you're like, oh, that's just like a miscommunication. But then like a different checker like jumped in and also did rudeness to you. That's fucked up. Yeah, they both did rudeness. Yeah, you got. They both did rudeness to me. And when two people do it, it's like then you know that it's you that are that you're bad. No, that's not necessarily true. Other, if that were true, then all like gang jumpings would be justified. Okay. It's like I gotta have done something wrong if five guys are beating my what ass. What if two two different gangs? In a yeah, row? Okay, if two different gangs. <laughs> that's do what it, I'm trying to say. If the Bloods and the Crips team up together to be rude to you <laughs> at a grocery store, then it is. That's what you, happened you to did. me today. Also, it was at Pavilions, which is just like which Pavilions? The one in West Hollywood. Uh no. Was it the good one? It's, I don't know why. <laughs> no, I, not that why one. Why did I turn into this person? It's on Melrose in Hollywood. Oh, that one's pretty good Regular, too. Yeah, I always have a nice time there, but they don't like me now. That's why but I go I'm to Gelson's. Also, I'm also just like you're just Safeway. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Why are you being weird about Pavilions it? Pavilions used to be dog shit. It was like the you know it was like two steps. It was one step above John's and two steps below Vaughn's. It sounds like a like a dog food. Yeah, it's it was it was really not a good grocery store, but then they got that fancy one in West Hollywood, which is beautiful. It's like it McDonald's is. now. McDonald's is like classing it up. Yeah, McCafes. 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 Yeah. They all have Wi-Fi. They yeah. have. There's the one that I used to work at near my parents' house. Got nice. Oh and yeah. I I felt like damn dude. It's probably because I used to work here. You know. Mm. Like I classed it, up the joint. Oh, they were like, you know, ever since Matt Lieb's been here, <laughs> we got to raise our standards. But maybe it gets so fancy that then they start being rude. They're like, we're French now. Yeah, yeah. everyone turns now into Mc- <laughs> everyone at McDonald's turns into a snooter, a snooty mater D. Like, <laughs> <laughs> mm, I don't see your name on the reservation. <laughs> That's under more German. Have, yeah, well, listen, I can't do fucking French. I can do okay. a few accents. I can't I can't do French. It's one of the things I learned. Yeah. It's, it I mean, sucks. I feel like like I love uh, people in the service industry that are very competent at their jobs and like kind of rude to me. Like they don't have time for me. Like I love that. But I feel sure. like what I always get is the opposite of that, which is like people that are like, overly friendly and also bad at their jobs where they're like like hey bro yeah like, how's your morning going and it's like motherfucker i don't even i haven't had coffee yet like leave me alone yeah. like i don't want to <laughs> yeah yeah i every morning is also bad that's yeah, the other thing it's the morning Wait, time leave I, me alone see, i hate being awake when i was a server i was a 
very competent, very depressed server. Perfect. But also very friendly. Oh. But when someone would, I would be like, hey, how are you? And they'd be like, all right. And then I'd be like, I'm kind of bad. And then, well. <laughs> but then, no, I swear to God, everyone who came in like loved me because they were like, yeah, totally. You know? Yeah. yeah. And then I was like, here's a bagel. It's really good, though. <laughs> yeah. You would just be like, have you seen these pictures of koalas being burned alive? And then we would laugh and laugh. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, I mean, you know, you're a good server. That's good. I never worked. Uh, the, I only, the only service job I had was McDonald's. Oh. I realized that. Yeah, I never worked at a, uh, well, I worked also at the dining hall in uh, my uh, college at UC Santa Cruz. So I made a lot of pizzas. Oh, okay. But other than that. I could totally see you in a college dining hall. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's very, it's very me. There's something about that like environment of like just buffet style food <laughs> that people are like, that makes sense. <laughs> Although if you really knew me, you'd be like, I'm not eating there. <laughs> I bet you hooked it up though too. Oh, of course I did. And when I worked at McDonald's, I used to hook it up. Like high school people would come in and they'd be like, oh shit, you work here, bro? And I'd be like, fuck out, dude. And they'd be like, oh, yo, let me get extra fries. And I was like, I've got this trick. So what you do when you put the fries in the fry container, you really... You really turn it into a circle, not into like the, you know, the shape of like an almond is like how it comes. Yeah. But what you do is you squeeze it a bit, you turn it to a full circle and you just stuff fries in there. Increase the volume. Increase the volume. And then, uh, and then, yeah. And then everyone be like, oh shit, you're tight. And I'd be like, hell yeah. And you'd be like, I got so many friends. <laughs> <laughs> Those guys are going to love me Dude, now. as soon as I see them on campus, they definitely won't ignore me. It's also a very Everyone good loves the guy who works at McDonald's. It's a good <laughs> sexual tactic too to turn it from an almond into a circle yeah in what way <laughs> i don't know <laughs> I, I thought i was going to learn to something yeah, i got all too. excited i was me like too. yeah i'm gonna take this home yeah yeah. Oh, yeah 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 that'd be so sad if i was like joking about s stuff like that and someone was like i'm gonna really do that <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, well you know what like food service might soon become a thing of the past uh, oh really why yeah. is that a perfect segue mancini <laughs> yeah you like that <laughs> no i was reading yeah. this article this guy in portland is was trying to figure out uh like there's this like big area that has all these uh like food food stalls it's kind of like a big sort of like food truck kind of park in portland yeah. and uh and he and he's he found finds this one that's like weirdly nice but like he can't figure out like like the ta the chairs are nice and it has like Wi-Fi and shit, but they don't have like you can't order food there. You're supposed to like use what? an app and like order it from home and what and go. What do you mean? And go to pick it up. Like the point. Uh, Wait, you can't order it from your seat. Okay, I understand ordering it from an app. Why do you have to be at home? Well, you can order. <laughs> you have to order it from an app, basically. Like you can't. Okay. Like okay. there's no one there to like to give your order to it's like a place where you sit and they like like they deliver food to people is that fucking legal I've, so, i think i've seen this yeah seen and this so thing. and so it turns out that this whole thing is like the brainchild of the uber guy who has gotten money from like like he this is what he did after uber with like money this is a sexual harassment discrimination guy the guy who got fired uh travis kalanick yeah yeah, Travis yeah. Kalanick. So, all right. So, I'll read. I'll read you some of it. Um, uh, uh, the reviews are in, and these meals are neither very good nor very affordable. Uh, 
uh, blah, blah, blah. Uh, uh, <laughs> enter Cloud Kitchens, a startup from Uber's notorious Travis Kalanick, reportedly forced out of Uber for, among other reasons, fostering a culture of casual misogyny and endemic abuse. Kalanick himself <laughs> has pivoted to become the direct competitor of Reef Technology. The most immediately visible difference. The fuck is, is he was like he was he was like kicked out of Uber. He's like, that's okay. I got ideas. Yeah. <laughs> I got all sorts of ideas. Yeah. You, you think driving cars around is just a, that's a tip of the iceberg, dude? Yeah. I got so I got ideas for like drones. They they come in and then you fuck them. Yeah, okay, Travis, name one. Okay, idea. it's dronefuck. Dronefuck.com. No, like the point of the, these businesses is like it's not like a normal restaurant. It's like a startup <laughs> restaurant where they use. Like, right, they use like uh, uh, contract workers to like make mm-hmm. food specifically uh, for delivery, and they just sort of like invent concepts that they think are already popular. And like, like this place had it's just it's all one kitchen, re- but there's like like three different burger restaurants. Like you know, it's kind of like cigarette packaging. Like one's one has a different logo than the other burger joint, uh, so that it can be like a little different, and they can like A B test. So shit. like, what if what if instead of I open one one burger spot, I make restaurant where it has three burger spot inside? Yeah, <laughs> is that the idea? Yeah, that's that's good idea, dude. Because like, think about it. So like, when when you know when you make idea for uh business. <laughs> so when I come up with a business idea, I always think to myself, okay, so what's something uh uh that people want and. It's, Obviously, first uh, thing, yeah, hamburger. So I say to myself, okay, I open a hamburger stand, but I'm like, I need to think outside the box. <laughs> what if instead of one, think outside got, the bun? Oh, that's the, that's good. Write that down. <laughs> Write that down in the Evernote app. Oh, and, and instead, there's three burger spot, five taco truck spot, one kitchen, and guess what? All the food from the same place. Is that paint this picture for me? Is that how it works? There's, I mean, it's got to be how how it works. It's 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 just one kitchen. That's what you're saying. Yeah. No, they have. Uh, yeah, like they have. Uh, like some some statistician comes up with like, uh, you know, restaurant concepts based on what people are ordering, and then they have one concept kitchen that makes maximum efficiency. It's like food algorithm yes, shit. Exactly <laughs> what it is. Jesus Christ! Yeah. It's like upvote your favorite taco. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's so fucking annoying. Uh, the most immediately visible difference is that Kalanick's firm is going for more juvenile restaurant concepts with names. Oh, like- surprise! 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 That he's the one who's gonna be like, it's called Fuck Burger, and you come here and you gotta be a man to fuck this burger, and you mouth fuck. It. What are they called? I'm sorry. With names like Egg the Fuck Out and Bitch Don't Grill My Cheese. No. <laughs> bitch Don't Grill My Cheese. And named after uh, the Kendrick Lamar song. Yeah. And unlike Reef Technology, which at least laundered Saudi Arabia's investment through SoftBank, Kalanick <laughs> cut out the middleman and accepted direct investment from the Saudi Sovereign Wealth Fund, <laughs> establishing a direct link between your grilled cheese sandwich and literal genocide. Jesus. Wow. Uh, I mean, you got... You got to hand it to him. He's an innovator. He's a disruptor. He's a sexual harasser. Yeah. He does all the things that like to become a notorious like <laughs> startup guy at this point. I'm like, just like a notorious tech person is such a crowded field now that like you really have to go above and beyond. It's just like it makes me feel kind of good because I'm like 
I've never fucked anyone that shitty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You've like, never. I just realized that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I so, mean that's good, dude. Yeah, these. So that, but well, these guys, I'm really proud of myself right now. They do fuck, and that's what annoys me. I think more than anything. Because can you imagine being the girl that's like, oh my god, I fucked this guy with the grilled cheese genocide. <laughs> <laughs> that sucks. So can, can you can we talk about bitch don't grill? I mean, I'm gonna get into like what this actually means and what the shit is. But bitch don't grill my cheese. Yeah, like if you're actually, it works on if you're it works actually, on zero levels. It works on zero levels. First that of all, grill worst. it, please. Please grill it. Yeah, no, like it's mean, not a pun at all. It's not. There's nothing about bitch don't kill my vibe that. Yeah, shimmies it, its way into it doesn't bitch, rhyme. Don't grill my cheese. Uh, it's, it works on a syllable count level, which is right. like that just, is the lowest bar for like, any kind of like well, punning or rhyming. It doesn't rhyme. Like it doesn't rhyme, and it doesn't make sense. Like maybe like bitch, please grill my cheese would make some sort of sense if you're selling grilled cheeses. But th- that's the thing. Is it if it's not selling grilled cheeses, it makes total sense. If right. it's selling grilled it's, cheeses. Then if it's selling toast. ungrilled cheeses, then it's like, okay, I get that you don't want me to grill your cheese, thus you are getting ungrilled cheese. But what the <laughs> fuck is an ungrilled cheese sandwich? <laughs> yeah, toast. Yeah. It's just toast. it's toast and cheese, uh, and uh maybe it's delicious. You don't know, dude. I mean, you know, it could be really good, but it also sounds like prison food. Yeah. Which but- is fine. But that's like the kind of uh, that's the kind of pun that you can expect from the tech industry is like a a, a fucking play on words that is so, such a stretch that you don't even recognize the origin, uh, and they've done it to create a title that doesn't even actually make sense. It's so annoying to me because what's the worst thing about like this like tech people in general and just kind of like your kind of normal coastal liberal people is that they think they're better than the fucking hicks who walk around with a female body inspector shirt at the beach yeah, yeah. and they're, it's the same shit right, you you right. like female the exact body inspector s- makes sense and it is an effective <laughs> yeah, yeah that actually works that actually works but these guys they're just like those guys are fucking lame and stupid this is called bitch don't grill my cheese yeah. like you, you really gotta you really gotta hand it to them in terms so, of being so, that just unlikable yeah yeah, like an unlikable, just not funny, not clever, just vampires in every way. So, like the thing that I was reading you before, that was the article from Popula from the guy who was trying to uh, figure out what the hell was in this new food cart, and the the link to "bitch don't grill my cheese" uh, <laughs> goes to a Fortune article about Travis Kalanick's actual, you know, like a like one of those uh, puff puff pieces that right, the, yeah, the financial yeah, yeah. magazines, right. And because was it, to, was it Forbes? I had to click the link to see that like bitch don't grill my cheese was actually a real thing. Um, yeah. <laughs> Ex Uber CEO Travis Kalanick is back with a secretive startup already valued at five billion. Which already what the fuck? How <laughs> how is this worth five billion dollars? You don't it's, even ha- it. It's so unfair. <laughs> it's uh, like you just have to know a few venture capitalists and like where do you even meet them? Like now that Jeffrey Epstein is dead, where do you meet <laughs> right. you, other billionaires? I don't know anymore. I used to know you, well, you went to the island. There's got to be other child fuck parties. Ah, uh, uh, they're hard to find these days. 
Ah, I bet not if you're Travis. Not Kalanick. if you're in Saudi Arabia. That's true. Yeah. yeah, that's why he went straight to the Saudis. He was like two birds, one stone. I can get my my uh, seed funding, and I can find children to fuck. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I mean, I bet there's an Uber for child fucking that only the super rich can use. Oh, definitely, definitely. Um, they his... just deliver it via drone. Go ahead. <laughs> sorry. His new company called Cloud Kitchens builds commissary kitchens that restaurants can use for their delivery operations. Cloud Kitchens also operates its own delivery-only restaurants within those commissaries, including brands like Excuse My French Toast, Egg the Fuck Out, and Bitch Don't Grill My Cheese. Um, Kalanick, I'm sorry, cue the, cue the French Toast? Excuse, excuse my, my French, French Toast. toast. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, that oh. one makes me more mad than anything. Well, because it's well, pardon my French. It's not excuse my French. That's a very good point. Good point. Wow. That's a very good oh point. Oh my god! They even managed to fuck that up. It's uh, like you use it, an algorithm to create restaurants, but you can't even get basic fucking phrases correct. That it, it, maybe there <laughs> there becomes a point where you become so immersed in like the tech life of everything yeah. being automated that even you know you you just your brain turns into like just a shitty Google search and you're yeah. just like, I trust it. Yeah. And so you just start, you know, like uh, just assuming that everything you say is correct because it couldn't possibly be wrong. I think there's a mm. culture in San Francisco and the Bay Area of like idiot bro brainstorming because mm. like, <laughs> so like, like this week I had to go see a movie in San Francisco on Monday. I hadn't been back for a while and I was only there for, you know, a few hours. I had like an hour to kill before my movie. So I went to eat out and I realized, and like I immediately had like the quintessential San Francisco experience where you're eating in a mostly empty restaurant and having like a nice quiet meal. And then two dickheads walk in and they talk loudly enough for like the entire fucking restaurant to hear like uh. about the dumbest shit ever that makes you want to strangle them. And I think uh -huh. that's, that's just like the thing that you do in tech companies is you get like a couple of like obnoxiously positive bro dudes and you just like brainstorm mm -hmm. for a while and you throw ideas back and forth and nothing's a bad idea because you're both idiots and uh, you know you come, <laughs> you come up with shit like egg the fuck out. There's this homeless guy that comes to the library that I would love to like throw into the mix of those guys <laughs> just get and him, see what happens. Get him a nice suit, clean him up a little bit, <laughs> and just actually, push him through the door. He's actually kind of young and clean looking. Oh, like, and right. he's got kind of a, he's kind of like more, I'm like, a, I mean, he probably is actually mentally ill, but he's like kind of romantically homeless. Yeah, yeah, hot <laughs> and, homeless. Yeah, he's hot. And like whenever I'm shelving <laughs> around him, Having a house him, would be always, selling out. <laughs> yeah whenever i'm shelving books anywhere near him he'll say out loud like hmm this is so interesting <laughs> as if i'm gonna be as if i'm gonna be like what's that and then when he's checking out he's, he's just holding a dictionary upside down <laughs> <laughs> when he was oh i'm sorry i didn't know anyone was here when he was checking out today he used all of his change on uh the books that we said we have like used books for sale and uh he bought he bought uh, like a bunch of books. He, yeah. So he bought books. He went to the library and bought books. I know. This, see, this is why he's homeless. No, yeah. I'm not trying to blame he, he homeless being, people from being homeless. I'm just no, saying. No, this is a rare guy too. Like, yeah. this is like one guy in like a hundred guys that's homeless. It's, yeah. It usually doesn't look like this. But then when he was checking out, he was like, "Are you the bookkeeper?" And I was like, "No, I'm not a bookkeeper. <laughs> I'm the key master." <laughs> and he was like, "So tell me this." What if I, what, if we look into all of this, where, what if it all leads to nothing? Jesus wow. Christ. Wow. He knows your brand. <laughs> and I was like, that'll be $5. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he certainly does. He No, he, I made out with him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he knows you really well. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, I mean, you know, Cal- kudos sorry. to Travis Kalanick. Go well, ahead. I, I got a little bit more. Uh, Kalanick has kept cloud kitchens largely under wraps, but he's been buying up cheap properties across the U.S., China, India, uh, the U.K., and elsewhere. He also capitalized Jesus. the company with $200 million of his own money and added another $100 million in January. Saudi I mean, Arabia's public investment <laughs> fund poured another $400 million into his Oh, my his God! Bringing the total to $700 million in fun- funding. My colleague points out that the deal <sighs> reportedly makes Kalanick the first Silicon Valley founder to accept an investment directly from the Saudi government since the murder of journalist Jamal Khashoggi a year ago. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, bro. I mean, it's what's insane to me is like try it just one place before you start buying the property. Like, isn't this how WeWork would de- de- completely destroyed itself? They were yeah. just like, oh yeah, we'll buy a property everywhere. People will want to work in a well, WeWork and, space. And it's, it's it's the same it's the same funders too. Like SoftBank, like WeWork was almost entirely propped up by SoftBank and uh, yeah. Reef, which is like his competitor in these things, which are called Go- Ghost Kitchens, is also like propped up uh, by SoftBank right now. Um, it's ghost. They're called ghost kitchens. Yeah, uh, Kalanick <laughs> well, certainly is betting there's that some these... humans in there cooking, right? Yeah, but there's no restaurant. Uh, all right, so Kalanick is betting that these non-traditional <laughs> kitchens will revolutionize the food delivery business. There are a couple types. Virtual restaurants refers to real-life restaurants that make different cuisines, specifically for food delivery apps. Since 2017, Uber has helped start 4,000 virtual restaurants exclusive to its Uber Eats app. Uh, the other, the one Kalanick is focusing on, co- focusing on, is Ghost Kitchens, a name for those that have no retail presence and serve as a meal preparation hub for delivery orders. Fuck that. I, I, I tuned out during like the last half of that. I tuned out a little bit fantasizing about how happy it would make me to see this all fail. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That'd be well, awesome. That's the good news. Is so I think fun. it is going to fail horribly. But yeah. at this point, like, I don't get my rocks off uh from these failures as much as i used to because like it used to be it felt like the failure was going to lead to like a permanent ban of this person like they would be they'd be cast out of of silicon valley no one would give them funding for anything ever again cancel the person and give them two billion dollars at the same time and it's like well yeah of course he's not canceled he's got billion dollars he won yeah Yeah, they always keep winning they win every way even the fucking what's it called guy the we work guy he's gonna walk away with like a billion dollars and he like he was doing fraud. He was doing like actual yeah. fraud. Their crimes at this point are legal, and we should do more crimes. As long as they're big enough, though. <laughs> you gotta have. That's the thing. You need money to do a bigger crime. Do you know any Saudis? <laughs> no. We should find some. We gotta find some Saudis, dude. We yeah. I, like. I swear they'll just fund anything. You probably have to do stuff though. Like you, the, you have to offer them something in return. I don't know what though. I mean. Would you fuck a Saudi for a billion dollars? I think you offer him pretty real. You offer him pretty late. Uh, yeah. You got yeah. any more of those face masks? <laughs> <laughs> do, do you want to make some money? <laughs> Wait, let's go to the Saudis. There's an embassy nearby, I'm sure. I don't know what you're saying to me right now. I'm saying put on the face masks. <laughs> get real, real, real face masky. And then we'll go to find some Saudis and get some money. Are you trying to pimp me In a way, to Saudis? Yes, but it, we split the money 50-50. It's you not pimping. You don't think I'm good enough without the face no, mask? No, the face mask was something that I think would <laughs> help because... Quick tangent, quick question. 
what is the distribution of uh between a prostitute and a pimp traditionally what, who gets what percentage I bet of that it's income like, i bet it's 15 percent goes to this is like my guess and i'm pulling it out of nowhere but i would say more a majority more than 50 percent goes to the pimp right he pays right. for everything he gives her just enough walk around money not to leave i think yeah i think that's what it is it's right. like it's like you you all the money goes through the pimp and then the pimp doles it out and gives you a fake percentage he, give, he gives what... you enough not to leave but not so much that you can just leave with like he gives you enough to to stay but yeah. but like little enough that you still need him. It's kind of right. like capitalism like distilled. Every, like every yeah, like, like every, every business. business. Okay. It's yeah, really yeah. capitalism <laughs> distilled in its most pure form. What's the distribution yeah. between capital and labor? Yeah, right. it's like <laughs> the sex trade. <laughs> it's really that is exactly how it is everywhere. God damn. Well, the good Dude, news th- is that not only do we have uh, ghost kitchens now. This is good news for Tom because I know your script uh, is it in development uh, currently. Yeah. Yeah. So well, now it's possible that uh, the decision to greenlight it could be made by AI. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I've kind of heard that with like with Netflix. Yeah. Wait, War- what do you War- mean? Warner Bros. signs deal for AI-driven film management system. Mm. Uh, Jesus. <laughs> Warner Bros. has become the latest studio to publicly embrace artificial intelligence. The movie division, headed by Chairman Toby Emmerich, has signed a deal with Synalytic to use the latter's AI-driven project management system that was launched last year. Under the new deal, Warners will leverage the system's comprehensive data and predictive analytics to guide decision-making at the green light stage. The integrated online platform can assess the value of a star in any territory and how much a film is expected to make in theaters and on other ancillary streams. Based on, on like, the, the... the IP they have based on what? Like, what are the metrics for deciding? Well, I think that they like put, like, they like plug in certain variables with like genre, yep. mm-hmm. maybe some like plot premise things, yeah. but then like mostly like star power. Star power. See, and now I'm depressed. I mean, here's the thing: is <laughs> now it can't get much worse yeah, that's, than what the humans are doing. Yeah, the humans are kind of doing like, they're like worse than an algorithm because they're, they're at, at least an algorithm probably can be right sometimes. I feel like, like <laughs> human ideas are just trying to guess what an algorithm would say. Yeah, they're yeah. like, I'm pretty sure Brendan Fraser is going to make a comeback and then he's <laughs> he's in a lot of stuff or like, you know, the, the, like every single uh, superhero movie feels like it was greenlit by AI. I mean, so maybe it's not that bad. Right. I, don't I know, guess that's no. a good point. But there's something really depressing about being like uh, art is no longer human. Well, yeah. and just but like, I guess it's already not is what you're saying. Well, it used to but be it's like, how could a sorry? No, go ahead. I was just going to say, how could a like a, a robot ever decide to take a risk on something new? That's true. Because that wouldn't right. be in the algorithm. Yeah. Like it how would it, it know what for, new thing Right. Works. It can't account for like voice or taste and be like, oh, this doesn't, this, this, this doesn't quite add up. But I, as a human being reading the script with the power to greenlight something can like. My algorithm. Some, some value. Yeah. <laughs> My algorithm say you like this kind of burger. <laughs> <laughs> According to my algorithm, uh, the movies that do best star uh, Kevin Hart, The Rock, and Jack Black, and are called Jumanji. <laughs> so if we keep doing that, then we make a trillion dollars. Right. 
Hi, what's up? I'm computer AI bot. I'm here to greenlight your movie. I'm basically a robot. I'm a robot studio exec. Uh, and uh, so, yeah. Uh, go ahead. Pitch me a movie, Tom. Okay. It's two uh -huh. brothers in the desert. Two brothers? Okay. We're talking about uh, what do you mean by brothers? They're, I'm a I'm a computer. I don't have no brothers. Okay, two two people have the same parents. People, humans, men. Okay, oh man, good, good. Like men, they're in the desert. Uh huh. Wow, one gets computer. Really one gets men. trapped. One gets trapped. One's trapped in the desert. Yeah, and uh -huh. the other one has to hotwire a helicopter. Who's in to it? Save it. Oh, hotwire a helicopter. <laughs> good. Yeah, okay. All right. Good. Okay. That's good. That's good. Brendan Fraser. Brendan Fraser. <laughs> <laughs> the robot just explodes. <laughs> oh man. Well, I think it's uh, all bullshit. But I think I think the way it's gone for like the last. 20 years like in the 70s and 80s i feel like you just had like one super producer who was super coked out of his face and yeah. he just like walked in the room and he's like hey i'm fucking uh robert whatever was that what the hell is the guy's evans. name Ro I'm robert, robert evans. i'm robert Ev robert evans and i'm the yeah. fucking sheriff of ballsville and i think this yeah. movie's gonna be a hit so you shut up and give me the money and people will give him the money and then at a certain point people stopped like trusting uh humans probably because they were on too much cocaine and yeah, uh, yeah and they're like all right well let's see the numbers you know like well like we need like a powerpoint presentation that tells us like why this is going to be a hit like you can't just trust someone's intuition even though it's the same thing it's just they're using yeah a, a giant powerpoint presentation to couch what their actual preference uh of stuff is and I, uh so i mean i'm all for replacing all uh like entertainment executives with robots like that's <laughs> that sounds rad to me i think that's the right way to go um the question is is whether or not it's actually going to have an impact on what gets greenlit uh and and whether or not there's gonna be like a noticeable difference in it and i just can't imagine there would be based on uh just the shit that you see that comes out in general i mean it just kind of seems like it's based on who wrote it uh, and who directed it and who stars in it. And, you know, if it's action, whether or not the Chinese are going to like it. I mean, the algorithm is just going to be like, eventually, it's just going to say, does China like this? And then <laughs> right. it'll be like, yes or no. And if they right. say no, then it's a fucking red light. Right. Then, <laughs> yeah. uh, so, I mean, at, at some point, you're going to have to tweak the algorithm a little bit so that it's like, okay, no, but some movies can not be for the Chinese. And <laughs> it just seems like that's not the direction it's going to go in. Uh, I just, I like anything, uh, any, any press release about a tech platform because it, it always is just filled with like vague words that kind of don't make any sense. That's why like the biggest money is in selling something that nobody understands. Cause like if they could yeah. understand it, they could just do it themselves. Um, so I like this paragraph. While the platform won't necessarily predict what will be the next $1 billion surprise, like Warner's hit Joker, it will reduce the amount of time executives spend on low-value repetitive tasks and instead give them better <laughs> dollar figure parameters for packaging, marketing, and distribution de decisions, including release dates. You know, now that I think about it, you could probably game the algorithm. Well, yeah, of course. And I think that leaves a, a lot of opportunity open for everyone out there who was like, listen, I I don't write good, quote unquote, <laughs> but what I do do well is... Uh, <laughs> do do. 
Hell yeah, dog. Uh, <laughs> is figure out like uh, what exactly the the robot's gonna like. It's kind of like with all of YouTube. Like people, as soon as YouTube came around, people started gaming the algorithm, and they have to yeah. keep continually <laughs> yeah. changing the algorithm to the point where like eventually like the Russians started gaming the algorithm just to like show these like kids shows, and they'd be like, you know what works really well is when a Spider Man and a Hulk and an Elsa are all fighting each other, <laughs> and then like it was like pseudo sexual, and yeah. you'd be like, what is this? this you know when you just like keep youtube on yeah. and then it starts auto playing stuff that's recommended and after a while you get into a deep rabbit hole like yeah. that's what movies are going to turn into <laughs> and i'm kind of excited for it a little bit the question is is like are you going to be able to do a feature of a spider-man a hulk and also like fighting each other and fucking i mean because if what... you're able to it's a lot of ip crossing over that's then again like... no they are they're all Marvel, so that might work out. Yeah, I mean that's just yeah, Avengers all, Endgame. You can throw Han Solo in there if you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just can't. You can't throw the Joker in. By the way, uh, was the Joker a surprise hit? Like they just called that a, a surprise one billion dollar hit. How was that a surprise? I mean, it was I guess kind it's of rated R. Oh, well, it was rated R. I think so. Yeah, it, was, it made the most yeah. of any rated R movie. I think. Oh, all right. It, it just it, felt like. It didn't I cost, like I it was didn't not cost much, and then uh, I think uh, what's his name, Todd Phillips, like didn't take any, uh, like he he made all his fee like a percentage of the profits, so he made like I don't know, oh my god, like three hundred million dollars on that movie or something. Insane Holy like that. fuck! <laughs> yeah, he so he did it for just a percentage. Yeah, like he took. Oh all, my! God. Apparently, he always does that, and he also did like the Hangover franchise. So like, oh my god, he's got to be like. <laughs> Uh, like a half a millionaire or something or a half a billionaire at this point fucking wow. hey dude i saw joaquin phoenix at a climate change protest thing really yeah well that's nice yeah i just thought i'd say something positive well, yeah that is positive. yeah <laughs> hell yeah hey he was great in that movie also that movie was good i, I don't care what people I, I liked it i thought it was a great movie i thought it was good it was he, he was dancing and shit that was tight I also mean, making the joker a failed stand-up comic yes yeah that's correct. hell yeah it's so good. It's that's right. That is that is, what he is? Yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah. He's a mentally ill stand-up. He's actually he's, no wait wait you wait wait. See- he's he's not only a failed stand-up comic. He's also like a clown. He's also he's like a, he's a clown and he works at like a a clown uh like a clown contracting uh organ like he goes every day to like the clown union office which is fucking yeah he, they, they have a, a weird union office where they're like there's a punch card machine and everything <laughs> yeah, yeah. which implies that at some point in gotham there was a clown's union <laughs> and and which is interesting too because you see the effects of rampant like uh austerity happening so yes. all of a sudden you know the clown union is clearly falling apart all of the mental health services have been cut so he loses his like uh therapist or whatnot uh yeah you know gotham was going through some what i'm saying is that the joker's tight and is justified in his murders i mean i relate with every (laughs) villain yeah for the most part every villain is right yeah in every movie yeah that i've ever seen yeah (laughs) like uh thanos and uh the end game guy i was like yeah, well, the population's too big. <laughs> <laughs> I had the same. That was like, I really liked that movie for that same reason. I was like, he's got a point, and he's co- making a compelling argument. No, <laughs> the best superhero movies are the ones where the vill- villains have a good argument. Like Killmonger, you're like, I don't know, dude. Yeah. I kind of like what this guy has to say. No, we yeah, were yeah. Killmonger was like basically right at the end of the movie. Yeah. You were just like, I think he's correct. 
and Black Panther should probably just team up with him or, you know, at the very least, hear him out. Because I felt like it didn't really give him a shot. That's what I think. I mean, th- that's why, like, 80s movies, like Cobra, right? Uh-huh. Like, like Cobra, they did the thing where they... And this is true of a lot of, like, 80s action movies where there weren't reasons for people being bad. People no, were they just were, bad. They were just animals and you had to take out the trash. Yeah, exactly. Like, everyone is just, uh, like, uh, a bad guy. They're just, like, they're, they're evil people. These we have are to human the evil. scum and I got to clean up this town. Yeah, so right. so then movies, you know, eventually they're like, well, no, we got to get into the backstories and we got to humanize mm. these characters. And in humanizing a lot of villains, half the time you're just like, kind of on the villain side here. You know, it's <laughs> like not saying we should go back to when all villains were just bad people, but uh, it does make it easier to watch like a bunch of people get killed. Yeah. You know what I mean? One of my favorite villains is Javert. Oh, and Lord uh-huh. Frollo. All the Victor Hugo uh, uh-huh. villains are, are pretty good. Yeah. Because they just really, even if you don't agree with the villain and you just really know that the villain really feels like he's right. Yeah. Especially like Victor Hugo. So it's like, God is on my side. Then you're just like, whoa. (laughs) (laughs) You know who my favorite villain is? Is the penguin, Danny DeVito. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Isn't that a good one? Yeah. Yeah. Well, they had the penguin (laughs) funeral and he like... Hey, they push the little penguins pushed him down the ramp into the water, and then, and then like the weird black stuff stuff started coming out of his mouth. Like that is one of the greatest scenes in any superhero movie. That is true. <laughs> he did have weird black blood, and and uh, he he at one point just ate a, a, a fish raw. Yeah. Yeah. What's Tim Burton's thought about the penguin? <laughs> was it what if we make him actual penguin? That's what they did to the penguin. Yeah. I think <laughs> like for a while I thought that that's what the penguin was. Like everyone else is like an animal, like quote unquote Batman. Such a He's cute, not actually a bat. Such a cute animal. <laughs> and the Joker is like a guy with clown paint on. Who's uh, kind of fat but, and shaped yeah. like a penguin. Yeah, and the Joker, yeah, was like he wore, t- or the penguin wore a tuxedo and right, kind of like had a right. penguin shaped beak, uh, nose, you know? Yeah. But like, <laughs> Tim Burton was what just is- like, no, we'll make his hands penguin like <laughs> so he's good for swimming. <laughs> what a weird choice. It works, it works so well, though. Like, Batman's turns is just like, like making good- poison ivy like an actual plant and be like, she. Is she a human plant? That, it's very weird, like making Robin a fucking bird. <laughs> what? What were you saying? Oh, I was saying it's basically like the good, like his character was like the good version of The Shape of Water. Like if The Shape of Water yeah. wasn't fucking boring, it would look like Danny DeVito in The Joker. Like he was just born in the sewer. And uh, I love that they like had a PR campaign and like there was a bunch of PR people like trying to make the penguin uh, electable. That was great. Yeah, that was. Yeah, and then he gives that speech and he's like, when my mother looked at me, she said, what a freak. <laughs> Wait, I, was there a point where he was like, he was being taken seriously. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to remember this movie. He's being taken seriously uh, as like a political candidate. Basically but then, by snowflakes. Right, right. Who by, were like, by who were like, bunch uh, of libs. Right. Who were just like, why can't a penguin be? <laughs> or, yeah. or like, they started, they started thinking I that don't he know was. What, I don't know what his policies are, but this is an important moment in penguin representation. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> he was just like, <laughs> I respect everyone's identity. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> no, there was the point uh, where where he goes. No, well, th- it could be worse. My nose could be gushing blood, and then he bites the guy's nose off. Yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. I remember him biting the dude's nose. But isn't there a point when when he eats the fish? Isn't it like he can't control himself and he has to eat the fish? Like yeah. like he's being t- tempted with the fish. <laughs> and then people are like, he eats the fish and he gets embarrassed. Am I making this up in my head? No, Does anyone yeah, remember? No, that happened. <laughs> because, because he can't, he's like I've been exposed as an actual penguin. That is that is so weird. I need to rewatch that movie. Oh, it's I also want to like point out that sometimes me and my partner we role play uh, the Shape of Water. Oh, <laughs> uh, oh. <laughs> you mean How does you, that in the tub? You have sex in the tub. What does it mean? It means he's in the shower with the curtain, uh-huh. and then I bring it. I bring an egg. Wait, you're the wait. Hold on, you're the monster. No, no, he's in the shower. Oh, okay. I thought so she. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So she's he's in the water. Oh, and okay. It, and then and then I bring the egg, <laughs> and at first I scared. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have to talk dirty to him in sign language? <laughs> oh my god! And then he goes, <laughs> and, and then his penis goes. It's yeah. A, he has to tuck it. Yeah, it's a weird <laughs> open thing. The fact that they didn't show the fish dick is the reason I think it didn't deserve the Oscar. Oh, infuriating. <laughs> well, infuriating. yeah, that and it was boring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, was okay. I, just, I don't buy the romance. I don't buy the romance or the sexualness of it. If they actually made it sexy, I would have been into it. Yeah, like if they actually made it romantic, but she was just like, "Her, I, I love you," and, then, is... and then he would be like, <laughs> "Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah I is... ate the cat." <laughs> it is. It is kind of weird because, like, well, because it was the, like the entire affair was like, what if there was a fish man and a very meek woman? And you're like, hey, I guess. Like, yeah. I don't, <laughs> I don't remember this film well enough to uh, argue with you guys, but I remember thinking it was yeah. tender, and so is your story. Yeah, <laughs> both both are are very sweet, um, but. <laughs> But it is true, though. You could have had a, a sexy monster. There are sexy mon- Hellboy is a sexy monster. Yeah. People yeah. want to oh, fuck Hellboy. You know that Tarzan movie with uh, Alexander Skarsgård where, you know, Margot Robbie's there and he's like a... He's like a... Is he, oh, is he Tarzan? He's like, a, he's like a feral but woke jungle man. And, uh, <laughs> and, and she just wants to get it. done really hard by him. And... Uh, <laughs> It makes Christoph Waltz real mad because he's a he's like a rich cuck, and it's uh it's great. <laughs> Wait, was this? Well, it, it is kind of interesting this fantasy that you know a woman could have of being with a man that is too savage to understand sexism. <laughs> <laughs> you can't really blame him. It's like uh, you, he's you, like hunt with me. Yeah. It's, it's like he, he doesn't really know better. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, uh, is this a movie coming out? Yeah, is this out? No, no, that was out like two years ago. And it's actually the oh. opposite. It's like he was raised with the animals, you know, to like respect right. nature and, and right. yeah, because so animals. Kn- if there's one thing animals know, it's consent. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that is so weird. Yeah, no, it's good. Yeah. Also, I kind of just want to watch Alexander Skarsgård and Margot Robbie have sex. Uh, is your finger right now? Over your camera? Sorry, yeah, I, accidentally, I actually didn't actually didn't, did the thing. Anyway, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. W- 
other things that are happening. Uh, I am now fully obsessed with uh, the Great British Baking Show. Yeah. Oh, wow. Are you just getting into this? Just getting into it. Oh, my uh, God. Welcome. I know. It, people have been talking about this show for, uh, I guess, years now. So and, I shouldn't tell uh, you who wins? Don't tell me anything, all right? So cozy. Please. It is incredible. I mean, people have been saying how good the show is. And I, I've always had this thing with cooking shows where cooking shows just make me uh, angry that I'm not eating. You know, it's kind of like uh, it's because it, people call it like food porn, but there's like payoff with porn, right? Like you. Yeah. You eat it. You get to, you you get to come on the oh. food. You, you get to come on the food. <laughs> but you don't get like with, with this, you're just watching. It's like watching porn, but not jacking off. It's like very uncomfortable. Uh, at least that's been my like that's been my bias against all food shows but yeah. the great british baking show oh my god well that's it not a food so good it's not a food show that's just a good reality show and yeah. i love british reality shows so much better because like i feel like in in american reality shows everybody's like either like an out of work model or like a wannabe like sidekick in a rap video so yeah. everybody's yeah. like Kind of like kind of good looking and also like a, a psychotic fame whore. Whereas yes. like yeah. British reality shows, they just find like really eccentric working class British people who are the yeah. weirdest people on earth. And he just, oh, yeah. mate, oh, I'm a biker. I'm also a blacksmith. Like it's very strange. And most of them are like old nans. You know, they're all like, ah, <laughs> all of them have yellow teeth. I love it. And it feels like the show goes out of its way to avoid drama. Yeah. Like the drama. It's so tender. Yeah. And so it's just tender. like, it's just so vulnerable. Yeah. And it's just like, you just want them to bake something good. Yeah. You, you want them to do well. And like every time that, uh, you know, they're like, and now I have the worst job of having to, you know, tell, uh, say who's leaving. You believe it. It is really yeah. awful. It's <laughs> also, really yeah. sad every time. That it, guy, what's guy? his name? Noah something? What's his last name? Oh, I don't know. Oh, um, oh Noel Fielding. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, um, he, I did a show with him at Cobb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I had, no, I didn't know who he was. Yeah. And then me and Ron Vi were making fun of him and, and calling, and calling him, uh, uh, Poor man's Russell Brand. Oh damn! Oh no! He's he's huge in, in Turns Britain. Out he's a rich. That's man's what he Russell said because he was like he was like yes I'm on this TV show I'm on this I'm on this. Yeah, he was uh, the mighty. And I was boo. like, shut up, you British yeah. fucking <laughs> piece of shit. Shut up, you fucking loser. We're American. Okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're I mean, nobody over here. It is weird that we like don't recognize any of their celebrities like as celebrities. So it just comes, <laughs> yeah. it comes off. Well, as they're this. all they're they're mostly just hideous, <laughs> and that's the thing about British people. They're the they're ugly. They're Dude, ugliest sin. Russell Brand. Russell is Brand is the hottest. Very one. hot. There's like a few. Listen, I saw him. But they're exceptions to you, the rule, and wait, he's wait, like wait, ugly. David hot. Beckham. He's hot. David no. David he's Beckham a, is athlete. a solid six in in like in Hollywood. <laughs> if you saw David Beckham, you're like, mm, no. You know who's hotter than David Beckham? Uh, the fucking that uh, guy who killed cats on the internet and then killed a person. Did you guys see that? Oh yeah, that documentary. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, don't fuck with cats. That yeah. guy hotter than David Beckham. Hotter than most British people. I'm just saying in general, like our serial killers are hotter than <laughs> like Ted Bundy's hotter than David Beckham. 
it's just like they're they're an ugly people, but they are they <laughs> they have a beautiful soul and like they're 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 I don't know. I just that show makes me love British people well, in someone, a way that I never thought I could. Someone pointed out that that guy Paul Hollywood is like yeah. the the British Guy Fieri, which is he is which is funny because it's just like he's just a he's like a very like semi quiet uh, soft spoken man with like a gray uh, with Who a bakes. gray circle beard, and they're like, oh, yeah. Paul Hollywood, and you expect him to be, you know ride in like on a truck with flames on it, but it's like, oh no, he's the British Guy Fieri, so he's like very he, subdued. Yeah. He is trying to do like a little bit of an American masculinity thing where he he's is. like. He's like, I'm gonna make like my handshake like a thing. That's a yeah. little silly. <laughs> yeah. That's a little silly. Every time that happens, I'm like, don't do that. Oh, bro. I love it. I love the handshake. It makes them feel so good. It makes me feel good for them. I think what bothers me is that it makes him feel so yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. And of it's course like it does. this is a this is an energy that I don't like inside of this universe. But with that, we're other than that. I like him. I like him for his nervous energy with it. Yeah. Like, I, I like that he doesn't pull it off. Yeah. The charm, like part of the charm is that all the famous people would never be famous in America. Like, they, like the guy. No. The Noah Fielding it's, it's, guy. He's like, he's like just big and soft spoken and like a weird, he's like a weird bassist in a rock band, like who stands he, in the background. Yeah. He's, <laughs> he's t- yeah. And the stakes is, are so low. Like, oh, yeah. nobody wins money and you don't yeah, go on no, to like open your own. <laughs> You just become yeah. star baker. Like, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Kind of it. Yeah, I literally, I, I, uh, after I watched the most recent season, um, and or no, 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 I watched like the fourth season. The season was Selassie. Uh, you, you guys, he was the black guy uh, who was uh, like I didn't see that very one. chill. Oh, it's like season four or something. Um, and uh, there was like, anyways, there was this old ass woman who I loved who got like kicked out in like episode three or something yeah. named Val. And yeah, I just went I remember on. her. She's very silly. Yeah, she would be like, disaster. That was, it. <laughs> <laughs> that was her catchphrase. And then, and then I, 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 I like went on her Instagram and I, I followed her. And literally like 10 minutes later, she followed me back and she's like, thank you so much for following me. And I was like, they're all so accessible. <laughs> like, you can literally. I baked you something. Yeah. It's in the mail. Yeah. Yeah. It's in the mail. Hope it's you coming. like it. It's not a disaster. It's got a bit of a soggy bottom. Oh, it's got a soggy bottom. <laughs> it is well, like that, that's the other beauty of it is show. like they're making food that you don't really want to eat like at all. That's the other thing. I would say that like <laughs> yeah, two out of sucks. the three things that they make, I'm like gross. Yeah, but yeah. there's always like there's always one uh, that uh, per you know like challenge per that I'm just like oh I I would eat that like you yeah. know like mm-hmm. like uh, caramel week like I was down yeah. for like anything uh-huh. with caramel on it um, I like bread week I want to eat the bread yeah yeah they should do you must make week. a diorama <laughs> out of French tongue. bread with chips and gravy and it must have <laughs> nougat sauce and you're like what the fu- what who yeah. who, 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 who came up with <laughs> yeah. <this? Yeah>. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck are pralines and nougat doing? And uh, yeah, this week we're doing a fruitcake. We're doing cum week this week. <laughs> I, I, I have to say, I'm not really getting the cum. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel that this is a celebration of cum. Yeah, it's just like I'm sorry. Just it's a very soggy bottom. The the cum was supposed to be cooked at four fifty. Uh, <laughs> No, they uh, they definitely like have the teeth 
that match the types of food they make. And that's how you know that they're sincerely bakers, you know? And that's what I love about it. It's like, yeah, it's not at all a Hollywood reality show. It's just, it just makes me feel good. Yeah. It's what we need right now. But then when they they do reality TV, they either do that, which is like really tender, wholesome, like Mm -hmm. cozy, watch it in the morning when you're feeling blue. Yeah. Or have you seen Just the Two of Us? No. Mm-mm. Oh. Just the just tattoo of us. Just the two of us. Tattoo, is, like a tattoo show. It's a British reality show oh. where uh, two oh. friends or two siblings or whatever come onto the show and they design uh, the most abhorrent or offensive tattoos to put on to the other oh. person. Oh my god! That is god. so British. That is. De- I've seen that, and it's like the most British thing ever because they like do they their really do it? goal with tattoos yes. is like to prove that they can do the dumbest shit ever while they're drunk. Like, I feel like that is half of the goal of a British tattoo. Like, like there there was another one. uh, Fuck, it was another Netflix British reality show about tattoos. And, like, one of the segments was they go to uh, one of those, like, Spanish islands that all these British people, like, vacation at. And there's all these... And there was, like, dudes that would... Like, they said, like, the most popular thing was for someone to get the name of someone else that they only just met that week, like, tattooed on them at, like, 3 in the morning. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Like, that that is... Oh. That's... It seems like that should be an American show. Yeah. That does seem... There was another one where, like, this guy just... His entire thing was, like, offensive tattoos. Like, he had an entire back tat, like, from neck to to butt crack that said, like, 100% pure cunt on it or something like that. (laughs) Nice. He, like, designed this one guy a tattoo... And it was just like Adolf Hitler holding a, a gas bill, and that was like oh, was like this holy fuck! They kind of glossed over all like the not like the obvious like Nazi imagery that this guy was tattooing, but uh, yeah. <laughs> I wasn't. Fa- I was invited to a Facebook group uh, with just everyone. Ink shaming? No, no. It was uh, everyone named Tom Dean on Facebook was invited to the same oh, wow. uh, Facebook group. And it was mostly dudes from the UK and it got deeply offensive very quickly. And really? I was like, you guys aren't quaint at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like British people are either like the most refined, yeah. like intelligent people or yeah. they're like the dumbest yeah, pieces or they're of goons. shit ever. Or they're just yeah. fucking football goons. <laughs> yeah. brain, brain oh, brain mate, goons. I saw Packy over there. Oh, let's go. Kick his teeth in. And then yeah, they are like half Nazi over there. Yeah. Like um, they, like there was a good amount of people in in England during World War II who were like, I don't know, the Germans seem to have something to their ideology. Well, it's interesting cuz like in America where you know, the the racism of like keep America, America. Yeah. It, it like doesn't make any sense cuz it's like we just got here. Yeah, right, and right, right. And we use slaves and then our, yeah. this is what our country is. So that's a weird thing to say. Yeah. But in Britain, you could make an argument of like we're British. Yeah, you know? right, right, right. Yeah, I could see that. So that that's weird. Yeah, like, yeah. That that's w- all of Europe. All of Europe is just a bunch of people being like, "We've been here for a thousand years. Yeah, are we gonna stay here for a thousand and years?" Then, and then uh, what do the French say? <laughs> I never, oh, damn it! I can't. You motherfucker. We, we stole this just- land from the Druids, fair and square. Now, hasn't we? <laughs> 
I can do I can do a French accent, do but I, I can't imagine them saying I only think of French people as smart, so you have to give feed me the line. Um Let's see. Because they just sound smart, right? Uh, to the French, they're progressive, well, right? They, they are, but they sound um, they 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 can say stupid things. I'm sure. I think like our stereotype is like a Parisian stereotype where they're like smart, smart and mean. Yeah. <laughs> well, they and but they also love trash and terrible comedy, like fucking Jerry. They, Lewis. They love Jerry and, Lewis. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I gotta say though, I watched a little Jerry Lewis. I get it. He's funny. Why do people hate sure. him so much? I don't he know. got some jokes. He's just like, he is like offensively, like he's doing a Jewish stereotype and it is, you know, probably. It's just really old, you know, it's just whatever. I don't have an opinion. Yeah, I, I think like, I don't yet have an opinion on Jerry I don't Jerry care. Lewis. It's like, yeah. Now he's dead. So, I, don't, I don't ever have to learn yeah, about it. Yeah, exactly. No, but there's this one British reality show that you have to watch. I don't know if we've talked about this on the show before. Is it Love Island? It, no, it's called The Hotter Half. Which, uh, no. Uh, which is great because it's really hard for like working class British people to pronounce. It's like, oh, it's the hot, the hot, the hot half. The hot half. Oh, it's cold. The hot half. Wait, can I guess what this is about? Is this about a couple where one person is clearly more attractive than the other one? Oh my god. Yes. So they go. They go to the like they find like they take a couple and 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 they go they take them to like the studio. And they take a picture and the producers take the pictures of both people from the couple out onto the street where like all the like drunk British people are hanging out. And uh-huh. uh, they ask them like if they would date that person. And then and then so then they bring it back to the studio and they show the results like by percentage like, oh, 35 percent said they would date this person. And uh, and the, the person in the couple Jesus. who gets like the lower percentage, uh, they give a makeover. And it's great because, like, if you watch, like, when you're you're used to watching American uh, shows with the makeover, like, uh, like Queer Eye or whatever. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. If you watch Queer Eye, like, they really like get into the like they get super uh, psycho like psychological. Like they're they're like the person's therapist, and they work yeah, super yeah, hard yeah. to like try and make this person, uh, you know, the best that they can be, and right. probably crying by the end of it usually. Yeah. Whereas, like in the British version, <laughs> they just I think they have like a, a a set list of like ten looks that they just dole out <laughs> that they fucking dole out at random, and all of the makeover people are just like these super dumb pretty people that just uh, <laughs> randomly assign looks to people and like 85% of the time they just make them look way stupider than when they came in and so then they make them take another selfie and then they take that out on the street and they get to see like whether the makeover person was still love- like the hotter half uh, alright okay. the looks you have to choose from uh, Havisham Tart uh, and then <laughs> Glastonbury boob and then, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's uh, uh, it's. Uh, I mean, is it like a menu or is it? Uh, no, they... it's just they'll be like, oh, I think you could pull off this look, right? And then they just give them that look. <laughs> <And> then, <laughs> they, that is true though, because like British well, people I'm also with you, like they'll be like, I, I see like you know like a cool seventies pimp, right? And then they just fucking turn the guy into that, and he looks yeah. fucking <laughs> dumb as hell, and it's beautiful. It, it, it is true. Fashion choices. That's another thing about British people. The fashion choices are always weird too. Like like there's. <laughs> There's just like a different. There's not so much of like, uh, uh, what do you call it? It's not a homogenous beauty society where everyone is just like this is a look that we're all going for. Like everyone's just kind of trying out stuff. 
It's uh yeah, they're just an ugly an ugly <laughs> island. I just an ugly island. It's a, I, I I am only attracted to ugly people though. Oh yeah, no, I, bit, yeah, same like, Well So it's kinda good in a way, because you know, in LA it's like, okay, you gotta be a blonde and symmetrical yeah. and skinny. Yeah, Give yeah. it to me yeah, now. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but I, I like in England where it's like, I don't know, about how about a bit of this? Yeah. Oh, he's, ha- yeah. he's airlip sexy, ain't it? Yeah. Oh, she's beautiful. She got long black hair. She got pale white skin. Her teeth go out there perfectly. They're perfectly parallel to the ground. And her nose is like a big snout. She looks like a beautiful hog. And I love her. Jeez, I love her so much. Oh, thank you, dear. Oh, I love you too. Just like two people clinking teeth instead of kissing. <laughs> This is how we kiss in the UK. <laughs> Clink. Uh, but yeah, anyways, it's a wonderful show. I've shout been, out to uh, all of our uh, British fans. Uh, yeah, shout out to everyone everyone in Britain. Uh, listen, you know this comes from, with love, and also you know that I am an ugly, ugly person, so it's fine. Oh, I'm hideous. We can talk like this. It's okay, you know? This, the reason I didn't really get the face mask... <laughs> <laughs> it's because I was like, what's the point? <laughs> oh, man. No no reason to hold up all these people in line <laughs> so I could try to look good with a fucking face mask. Yeah. I've worn those face masks. Uh, uh, Francesca, my girlfriend, who I love and she loves me back, she, <laughs> uh, she has them. And she'll sometimes will face mask together. And uh, it does not. It does nothing. It does nothing for me. Oh, no. I do it. I do it with uh, with Sarah, my wife, my whom wife. I love. Also. My wife. <laughs> my wife. <laughs> <laughs> and I like it. If, does it feel good to you? I'm a man, and I <laughs> face mask. Yeah, that's fine. There's yeah, a- I love it so much. I, yeah, I feel. I feel. Uh, I feel. Uh, uh, moist, moist on my skin. Yeah, yeah, right, I do, yeah, I do. I do. I feel good. Yeah, it's it gives you kind of this moist sheen, uh, mm-hmm. which is nice. The problem is, is I uh, I have to, you know, I have like eczema, so I have to apply yeah. like a lot of this like aloe first. Uh, in order, uh, like I have this aloe that's this after sun lotion that I put on. It's got like a little bit of lidocaine in it, mm-hmm. and, and so it numbs my uh-huh. skin. And uh, then I can put on moisturizer after that. See, I don't think the face mask. That's my life. I don't think the face masks really work. I don't think they work on Francesca either. I just think that she already has a nice face. That's what I tell her. I tell her she's naturally beautiful. She's like, no, I need a face mask. No, in Tina Facebook, she's like, look, all the shit they're selling you, it's like, wear sunblock. Like, seriously. She's like, sunblock is a thing. Yeah, sunblock helps. But all this other anti-aging stuff. Or don't go in the sun. Right. That's what I do. Yeah, or just be half Asian. Yeah, yeah, be half Asian helps a lot. That helps a lot. Speaking of which, not half Asian, but suntan. Just back to Great British Baking Show. Paul Hollywood is getting more and more tan every season. (laughs) And it's uh, it's starting to weird me out a little bit. He is definitely... it's a cultural appropriation, and I think I'm about to. <laughs> he's Rachel Dolezaling it. Yeah, he's Rachel Dolezaling it a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I'm unstuck he's not even in from seasons. Hollywood. I don't know which season is which on that show, and it's like it's hard for me to watch because I don't know if I'm current, and I want to be like 
current on great well his, his eyes it, are so blue he's got eye, blue eyes like a husky dog a lot yeah. of these guys do on this show That's the true. eyes get very very blue, blue. very blue eyes yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Anyways, that's a great show. Sure. Now, on to our next topic. Yeah. No movies. No host for the. Oh, yeah. This is where we're going back to movies. This is a movie podcast. No host for the Oscars. Why don't they just get. Second year in a row. Just get like an AI to host it. That's true. By the way, I watched that whole Kevin Hart thing on Netflix. You did? Yeah, I watched the whole... I was really sick, too. I was just like, they put something on Netflix. And, uh... (laughs) Must consume. Yeah. So what is it about him just, like, cheating on his wife? What happened? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, one episode is like, I cheated on my wife. Wait, wait, so it's not a comedy special? It's what is it? Is it doc? It's a series. A documentary series? It's a docu-series about Kevin Hart fucking up. Oh. Oh. And then it's like, and then it goes through the whole thing he's doing with the Oscar, that with the Oscar scandal. What what is he doing with the Oscar scandal? A lot, oh, like is he is he like now like saying sorry to LGBTQ people or what? I think so. It well, the, it it goes through. You get to see his reaction to like it happening and his like. Oh, they were filming oh, they the were doc. Making it. Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah, yeah. It goes through the when it happened and he's talking to his team behind the scenes of a cancellation. <laughs> yeah, I exactly. always wanted to know <laughs> exactly, and it's just kind of like he's talking to his team and he's like, "This is where I'm coming from." Mm-hmm. And then, but also the documentary was trying to be like, just so you know who I am yeah. and where I've come from. Oh yeah, and it's, like it's completely just it's a PR thing. Totally, it's like the Tony Robbins documentary that came out. And did you guys watch that on on Netflix? Yeah, he's awesome. Yeah. Okay. No. <laughs> First of all, he's great. Second of all, no, uh, I did not see that. As I, I was watching it. it, it was like one of those things where at first I was like, you know, I've always wanted to know who, what this guy is about. And then as I'm watching it, I'm like, he's a goddamn inspir- inspiration. And then as I'm, I'm like, wait, this is what is this? This is a fucking promotional video. The yeah. whole thing is just promotion yeah. for the dude. It's, well, and, then, it's, and Lily from yeah. AT and T is randomly there, like crying in the background at one point. Yeah, that's right. It's very strange. <laughs> yeah. But like the Oscars are like, well, we had this weird thing with Kevin Hart last year, so let's just not even try again this year. They're just too afraid that they'll get their host canceled. Is that yes? Is that the- well, I think I mean like, I don't love Ricky Gervais, but I I feel like at least I don't know. I feel like ninety percent of comedy now is just people saying safe things that the audience agrees with, so that they can clap. Oh. And yeah, so, like, yeah, true. Yeah. And so, like, if you apply that to the Oscars, it's like it's not it's not even tenable because it's already just a giant circle jerk. So, yeah, I do love that the Golden Globes have like kind of they've decided like we'll never be as good as the Oscars. Yeah. And and, and so they they're like and they won't. And so they instead they're like, well, now we can take more risks with like we can have like a comedian hosted and uh, and it doesn't have to be, you know, this like very serious night of like Hollywood reflecting on how how good and liberal they are. You yeah. know, it's I mean, like watching uh, like watching a succession of limousine liberals like agree with each other will make you like a Republican after after. No, yeah. it's true, yeah. dude. It that is, is true. Every time every time I think about the Oscars, uh like and the fact that everyone there is like takes himself very serious as like a political figure i just keep remembering the moment 
that Michael Moore won an Oscar and was like, hey, we shouldn't go to war in Iraq. And everyone booed him. Yeah, He yeah. was booed by liberal ass Hollywood for being wow. like, why are we going to war with Iraq? And everyone's like, shut the fuck up, you fat bitch. America! And it's just, wow, remember that? And we all forget. And then everyone's just like, oh man. And then, you know, a and year people later, still, people are like, people still reflexively like dislike him for that. And it's like, yeah, like, no. Like they don't, they don't have, they, they still have not come to terms with the fact that he was like kind of right. In that he's moment. been right. Yeah. Still like, he's been right for a asshole. while. Yeah, everyone's like, oh, he's just a fat piece of shit. And like all this sort of, you know, it's like George Clooney and all them. And everyone's just like, you know, I accept everyone, uh, every color, every sexual orientation, every creed. Uh, Michael Moore is a fat fuck piece of <laughs> shit. <laughs> who gives a shit about uh, like award? No one's watching award shows anymore, really, yeah. right? I, I can't imagine. I just, Nor I don't think they. that they're relevant. Like in the 90s, they were to be taken a little bit seriously. Like... I feel there were like very serious events. I, even even the MTV ones, like that guy yeah. climbed up the Rage Against the Machine guy climbed up on that thing. Yeah, and yeah. then everyone was like, "Wow!" Why? And like, "Why?" Because they were interesting pre-internet. Because it's like, oh, what? Because it's like fun to see these famous people inside of a room interacting with each other. But yeah. now you have access to YouTube and, you and can Instagram, see, and, and, and Twitter, yeah. and you can just tweet at if you want to be, you know, if you want to. To have an interaction with a celebrity, you can actually do it now. You know, yeah, you yeah. control them. Yeah, you can, or you can just pay for them on Cameo to break up with your girlfriend for you. Like, there's like, there's at this point seeing a red carpet like uh, premiere or anything like that. You're just like, I don't know who this is for anymore. I used to know who it was for, mm-hmm. where it was like it was for PR and whatnot. But like, people would consume that kind of like celebrity uh you know walking and looking good and stuff but now it's it's to talk shit on i feel like people watch because they want to like that is true follow on twitter it's it's weird because like the 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 red carpet reporting as an industry like has not changed in in like 30 years like they still yeah it's the same same thing kind of questions and it's it's very weird. Like it feels like like very much unstuck in time when you're when you're watching. Miss, it. Yeah. Miss Joan Rivers, though, you know, I mean, she made yeah. she was the only thing where it was like she was the Ricky Gervais of her time. She if was you think about really. It. She, she just, but she wasn't even allowed inside. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> she was just outside with a camera. <laughs> like, oh, you look like a fat whore today, and people would be like, "Why are you here?" <laughs> like, I own the carpet. <laughs> like, All right. Yeah, it was. It it, it is a strange thing that it's like uh there's i is the consumption of celebrity media still um uh, at least in print form still like a viable business like people are people buying no because if you i think about this all the time when i'm like at a grocery Walgreens and yeah. i see the magazines yeah. they're all it's the same people like uh yeah it's still like the beatles anytime there's any type of anniversary yeah. it's like yeah. the beatles yeah. for, the same people are buying them but they're just getting true. older and yeah older that and is older. true they're like finally life magazine has done an elvis only issue yeah. and there's, it's like i swear they've been doing this yeah, every like, month billy eilish isn't on any of those magazine yeah, covers right. it's still jennifer aniston yeah yeah, yeah but that's like, so is, true is there like a, a teen beat or like, like is there like a tiger beat now where like the cover 
the cover model is like some Japanese chatbot that shits himself. Like, <laughs> whatever, you know, whatever just like the popular the hottest, thing is. It's the hottest Takimakura body pillow. And everyone's <laughs> yeah. just like, oh, that's the famous one from TikTok. There's no, like, it's oh, like spending time with PewDiePie or whatever. Yeah, no, it's uh, d- definitely those those have to be dying, right? Like the Tiger Beats and all those like things. I think but they you went s- out of business a while back. That's crazy. But meanwhile, the the tabloid business is still strong or it's still around and yes, it's the same people. Yeah. And you just answered a question I've I've thought about for years is why are the tabloids still fat shaming Kirsty Alley. I swear to God, I go to a grocery store and it'll be like, look at this fat bitch who's holding a cake. And then they'll do a circle on her thigh and you don't know why they did that. They still have Elvis on the covers of National Enquirer. (laughs) It's like fat Elvis. And you just kind of go like, at this point, she's not relevant. Why are you still (laughs) trashing this poor lady? And and that's it. It's, It's just like, it's for people who are stuck in this like feedback loop of being like, well, every day I go, I buy me myself a pack of cigarettes and I get myself the Kirstie Alley's a fat bitch uh, newspaper (laughs) and then I sit home and read and smoke it's like it's for that person who's stuck in that loop that's fucking crazy who do you you think who do you think she pissed off (laughs) I think she pissed someone off someone pissed off maybe it's like uh, Scientology people it could be but isn't she still Scientologist yeah I think so but maybe there's some people that like left the church and started a magazine after she like made a cleaner boat or something. Yeah, could be, man. It's just crazy because it's like at some point you got to be like, "Yo, can we leave Kirstie Alley alone?" On the on the uh, the liberal award show soapbox, I thought it was impossible, and I always feel a little cringy when anyone does it. I'm yeah. like, and I agree with you. I can't imagine how infuriating it is for yeah. people who hate you already. But having said that, I thought it was impossible, but. Michelle Williams thread the threaded the needle. Oh yeah, on her speech. Did you see that? Oh, I didn't see it. I was. I My didn't. Mom. I didn't. We were talking over it, so I didn't hear what she actually said. Wait, what did she say? Oh well, I'm not gonna do a good job because it was Look like it, so, it was like poignant and articulate. But she was like saying like talking about the idea of choice and she was oh, saying she that, did the abortion one yeah, yeah. she was yeah, saying like my right to choose made this possible for me right like, yeah I, and made, like, I made a choice i've been life. able to make my life and i'm like lucky to be a person i know oh. this because my mom read it to me and then she like read all of the trolls comments oh jesus so this is like my yeah. i just like called my mom I'm like hi mom and she's like she's like baby killing liberals can you believe they said that and she yeah. like keeps going and i was <laughs> yeah, like wow yeah. Uh-huh. That's how you know it was good because they got they got them riled up. Like yeah. I don't think the trolls were bothering with Patricia Arquette. It was yeah, just yeah. Michelle Williams. <laughs> I mean, at this point, I'm ready to let go of abortion. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, like, take it. If you're really that mad about it, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> if it if it means we'll, that much, to you listen, fine. We'll I'll have, have we'll the baby. Have the baby. <laughs> no, you guys, you should have said something. We had no idea. Oh, I didn't know people would be mad about this. It's so fun. It's like I I watched that doc. There's a documentary on Netflix about the abortion, and it's just like the way that it's so divided this country and the way that they've used it as a tool. Yeah. Because they're you know the the Christian right like initially really wanted to um not not be able to like allow they wanted to be able to like segregate racially, but then they were like mm-hmm. we can't 
can't legally say that or get people behind that. So we're going to get political power by using abortion. Yeah, it's like gay marriage and abortion. Right. And then, uh, but like big, mostly abortion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And, yeah. uh, And it's just like, I was watching this documentary. I'm like, wow, there's so many people out there that think that like liberal people are just murdering babies. Yeah. And that's gotta be like, so stressful for them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm in a weird position where, like, <laughs> I feel like nothing for the idea. Like, let's say abortion was murdering the baby. <laughs> like, let's say it's like the baby comes out and then, like, <laughs> our guillotine. Like, I'm not that mad about it. But, I mean, I like, I don't have emotions the when it comes... <laughs> like, when it comes to babies. Like, they just set up a guillotine right outside the vagina. Yeah. It took nine months, but this is worth it for the vid. By the way, guillotine is by far the funniest murder ever. Oh, yeah. It's just like, we're, yeah. we're just going to set their head flying off. Yeah. It's so funny. It's a very it for, it for people too. who are like... People who are like, listen... This whole axe system is a little bit inefficient. So I built a contraption so, that will perfectly slice so heads off. You yeah. know the have you ever been to the well, vintage the, arcade in uh in San Francisco on the pier no, Fisherman's no. Wharf? They have these like you know, they used to have like these like kinda you put a penny in and it shows you a little show. Oh yeah. The yeah, puppets. Yeah. And yeah. they have a guillotine one. You put a <laughs> penny in in like two seconds. The, this curtain opens and this thing drops and this guy's head flies off and then the curtains close. Wow, the, what a treasure for the to money. find that. Yeah. <laughs> it's so great, yeah. And then, but then there's a hanging one and then you're like you put the penny in and then it like drops all these puppets and then they get hung and I'm like that's actually kind of dark. Yeah, that's pretty yeah. dark. Whereas guillotine makes me laugh hysterically. Yeah, it's silly. It's <laughs> yeah, like a, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's almost because you well, invented a Rube Goldberg machine for murder. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, it's what like, it is is like uh, you know that there was like some dude in who was like the 18th century version of Travis Kalanick where he's like <laughs> <laughs> fuck this axe shit. I'm going to disrupt this entire industry and he's like I'm adding the latest technology and they bust out <laughs> the guillotine he's like listen see isn't this so much better <laughs> i do think though if you were an executioner it would be an improvement because you it would be like one step further right. from you murdering right, right? Mm-hmm. i think if you're an executioner you want to get as close to it as possible <laughs> if I that's your job yeah i mean it depends it's like well, it used to be people... about they used to care about their craft before the guillotine and then the guillotine yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Just press a button and anybody could be an executioner it's, yeah. yeah, it's like uh, the, like with Japanese sushi sushi chefs. You know, it used to yeah. like they used to they used to be honor in like learning the business and like learning how to make a perfect sushi roll. Same thing with cutting heads off. Yeah, you but had, now well, anyone can do it. You did have to uh, apprentice. You probably had to like practice on like cows and goats and shit. And it, like you know. <laughs> Yeah. It's like the first time that automation took people's jobs. Where's the guillotine? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like just the robots taking over. Anyways. Oh, you just like pay some Filipino guy like pennies <laughs> right. on the dollar. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, we got a few emails. Ooh. Time to play the bumper. Yeah. Most of them, uh, I got to warn you, are about LaGuardia because I think we mentioned uh, LaGuardia oh, at yeah. some point. Oh, the airport? 
Yeah. Yeah, remember? It was when what I was st- on, and we were talking about Trump and how Trump said he's going to fix up LaGuardia. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah. No. When, when he was running. Was I, I here? I wasn't here. No, no I, you weren't here, but I was asking if you remember when Trump said that, when he was like, He's like, America is not what it used to be. I go to airports in other countries. Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. And yeah, then yeah. He, he was like, I go to LaGuardia and it's disgusting. Because <laughs> well, that's probably like the only airport that he remembers flying out of before he flew like only private. Uh, all right, here's the... We, all right. Your advice is always bad, but tell me more about your dad. Oh God, I am afraid to die. Vince hates art. All right. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, subject line: uh, Laguardia still sucks. I went, to <laughs> I went to Laguardia in May, and the answer is a resounding "fuck that place." It has a new terminal that looks nice, but still, I had a broken knee and elbow from a car accident, so I got to, got to ride in one of those TSA wheelchairs. Flying there was fine. On the way back, I was running late, but could still make the plane. The lady pushed me through security, and then when we got to the gate, she just parked me facing away. I asked her about... I asked her if that was my plane, and she said no and walked off saying she would come back. She didn't, and that was my plane. I had to hang out in the airport overnight. Flash forward to the week before Christmas. I was at the RDU airport in NC, and I overhear some twenty early 20-something talking about how she missed her flight at LaGuardia. It's not just me. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, the other one uh, that we got. Uh, I've, the subject line, I've been to LaGuardia Airport, not to brag. Uh, hi, Frock Crew. <laughs> Obligatory gratitude. Thank you for the years of stories, laughs, bits, characters, accents and royalty free songs the most recent episode with jessica seeley is really enjoyable congrats to matt on being fired uh you're welcome yeah regarding laguardia airport it is a relic of a simpler decade maybe the 80s or the 90s definitely pre 9 11 i have traveled in and out of laguardia maybe half a dozen times over the past few years and it is the most frustrating experience i've had at any airport LaGuardia is currently in the process of a large renovation, so there's construction in most places, and it makes all of the traffic worse. Trying to get in and out of LaGuardia is now a mission for Snake Plissken. And all of the random sightings in the airport could be a Stefan bit on Weekend Update. LaGuardia is, <laughs> LaGuardia is a bag of dicks, and passengers are forced to f- uh, feast upon it while traveling. <laughs> Damn. Uh, I don't think I've ever flown into... I've only ever flown into JFK. I don't think I've ever flown into LaGuardia. What's the one near... Newark. 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 <laughs> oh, yeah. I've flown into that one, too. Where's LaGuardia? Where is that? Is that in New York, too? Uh, yeah, I've never flown in close. there either, and I feel like it's only something people talk about in pop culture. Yeah, I feel like I know it from uh, 90s SNL sketches. That's all I know it from. <laughs> yeah. But also, thank you for that that, that lovely email. Uh, you know, years and years to come of more wonderful stories. I think if we reelect Trump, yeah, uh, then he'll fix up LaGuardia. I think. Yeah. I think so too. It's, it's, I agree. It's coming any it's like minute a, now. It's like it's like Obama with uh, uh, closing Guantanamo. It's like just reelect him. He'll do it that time. And lo and behold. <laughs> He didn't. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, we got some uh, voicemails, which I haven't vetted, so these should be very exciting. I love a non-vetted voicemail. I say from now on we never vet because when we vet, uh, I feel like we lose out on like the really, really surprising ones, you know? Yeah. So we have a couple. Here's the first. Surprise me. A reasonable question one who has never listened to this voicemail might have in advance of listening to this voicemail before listening to this voicemail is what will happen in this voicemail? Well, well, as a journalist at the New York Times, I'll be doing a deep dive on garbage Instagram influencers I follow and then reading my review of an out-of-office email I received. Boop! Are you tired of hearing this kind of trash from supposedly august institutions? Then join me in my fight. <laughs> Hi, I'm John Mike, and I'm looking to abolish all media in between pornography and scientific articles. In my future... All right, we're going to... We're gonna, I'm going to... I'm gonna... I'm gonna parachute <laughs> out of that one. You know, they're, they're Wait, are you making are you making an executive decision? Vince is yeah. like, we're gonna start vetting again, dude. <laughs> Maybe I was wrong about the vetting thing. I, I kind of wanted to know where he was going with it. it I would say, well, props to that guy for that convincing beep sound. I was like, I guess that's it. Yeah, yeah. yeah I thought it was <laughs> yeah, over too. Yeah, he did get me with that. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's, yeah. A, there's only 21 more seconds if you want me to. Let it go. Yeah, let's finish it up, dude. All right, Give all right. the guy his due. He probably sure. did a few drafts. He definitely wrote it. Yeah. <laughs> he wrote this yeah. out. He did drafts of this, and I think you are rude for cutting him off. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> World Magazines are hustler, playboy, then nature, with absolutely nothing in between. Help me build a brighter future, free of op-eds, summary articles with misleading headlines, and breakdowns of what clothes celebrities wore yesterday. Thank you, and I hope to see you in the streets. Trot on. All right. Hell yeah. I, mean, I liked I mean, it, ha- it. I'm it voting ha- for him. I don't know who he is, what his name is, or why he worked so hard on that bit, <laughs> but I think it's a solid <laughs> bit. I think it's true that those are the only media that should exist, and I, you have my full support. Fraud <laughs> on. I mean, look, it was good. I don't know what he was going for there, but it definitely had a concept. You see, that's the thing. You're a critic. That's your job. Uh, yeah. my, that voicemail was to for co- the fans. That voicemail was for the fans. I uh, is for me to consume and enjoy. So I consumed it. I enjoyed it. And I think he's a great, great man. Please keep okay. listening. Okay. Uh, all right. We got another one. Hey. Hi. Hello. Uh, my name's my name's Chris. Uh, long time <laughs> listener. Long time caller. Um, <laughs> this one specifically is for uh, for Matt Lee. Um, so I have a fun. friend who, um, who his name's also uh, he's also named Matt, and uh, coincidentally, uh, he was also a heroin addict. Hell yeah! <laughs> you you stepped on the goddamn. Wait, 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 go ahead. Okay. And um, it's it's very sad for me. But it has definitely made me appreciate kind of what you've been through. Um, now I will say you are much funnier than my my friend Matt was. Um, but it's it's still very sad. Uh, but I, I do I do appreciate that you are no longer addicted to heroin. Theoretically, um, so. Theoretically. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm very Allegedly. sad. Allegedly. out for that. Um, what I want to talk about is Star Wars. <laughs> 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 I, 
<laughs> oh, okay. The new the new movie they did the Independence Day ending, which people yeah, have been yeah. making fun of for like twenty years now. Um, and it's it's really stupid. And so I'm kind of curious on your thoughts on that. So I'm going to hang up and listen. So uh, uh, thank you. Bye. Uh, thanks so much for your call. Sorry about your dead, Matt. Uh, but <laughs> the good thing is, you know, there's a lot of alive mats out there. You'll find another alive mat and move on. It's kind of like when your dog dies, you just get another dog. <laughs> All right, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, yeah. That's what would happen if you relapsed and started doing heroin. I would have to go find another mat. You got to find another sober mat. <laughs> Good luck. Good luck trying to replace this one, dude. He probably wouldn't be as funny. Yeah. yeah chances are. Um, so did he said uh independence day ending because what i remember of the independence day ending was that in order to destroy Rand, the Randy ship Randy Quaid sh- like flew his plane up the up the poop chute of the Oh, the I thought it, ship, I thought right? it was he, I, I, yeah, I, yeah, I I thought it was he had to give a he had to give the plane a virus. That's the thing I, I see uh, made fun of. I don't yeah. know which uh, is it the like the 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 denouement when it's like everyone's coming and hugging each other? Is that what he's talking about? Yeah, I don't know. Which which part? I wish I don't know. He had specified which which part of the Independence Day ending he's talking about. Because I do, because um, I'm trying to think, okay, the way they destroy the ships is they disable the shields. Well, everyone fucking does that. That's not the Independence Day ending. They didn't give it a virus. Did they give it a virus? I think, no. I thought he meant like, so they give the, in Independence Day, they gave the spaceships a virus and then randy quaid like flew his plane up into the like he he did like the yeah he flew his kamikaze attack yeah 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 he went into the into the ship's vagina and uh and then made it explode he hit the back walls with his ship but like did they did they do that in the latest i thought they did that in rogue one didn't rogue one come down to suicide no, no. In Last Jedi, <laughs> it, it begins with the Rose's sister yeah. flying her ship into the other ship, but it kind of uh, like Allahu Akbaring it. But I don't, I don't know. I, I really don't know what part of Independence. <laughs> you know, when Ray was like, "I'm back." <laughs> oh boy! No, I think he's talking about the the very very end where they're all hugging, where they're all hugging, and all the and all the people who are supposed to be hugging hug. Does that happen and, in Independence Day? And there was a lesbian yeah. there because yeah, I think like Will Smith and his wife hug. Yeah, but it's all and all over the world, everyone's watching the ships explode and hugging. But that's also the ending of Return of the Jedi. So right. like Return of the Jedi did that first, at least compared to you know where all the Ewoks are hugging as like they see everyone sees the Death Star explode right. and all the planets celebrate, um, and they say yub nub. Yeah, yeah, Remember yeah, yeah. Yub Nub? <laughs> yummy, yummy, That's a good song. Lum, lum. Lum, lum. I don't remember what happened. I feel like I should remember what happened in the latest Star Wars, but I don't. What a sad way for those listeners who haven't seen Star Wars to have this spoiled. Because that was like <laughs> nothing. Well, we didn't it, was spoil nothing it, it wasn't even actually, interesting what we said. But that's the thing. That, so therefore, it wasn't a spoiler. Because none of what we have said spoils anything that happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that, I mean, unless you would assume that somehow everyone loses in the end. I mean, that's not going to happen. It's right. Disney. Um, but yeah. 
hey, um, I don't know what you mean, but R.I.P. to your friend, Matt. Uh, and, uh, you know, call in again and, and clarify. And then we'll talk more Star Wars. I always love getting a Star Wars question as a, an official um, uh, contractor with Disney. Um, and uh, correspondent on the Emmy Award winning Star Wars show, you know that I love everything that Matt. Disney and Lucasfilm makes because they only make quality. Matt. Working for the mouse is fun. What? As, uh, as Did Francesca's show get greenlit? Do you know yet? We don't know. Like, We're still waiting. We're still yeah. waiting. Uh, the, the, I can't wait till you're a... like partying with like Rachel Maddow and. Uh... I know, dude. I know. I can't wait till it's me, Donnie Deutsch, Rachel Maddow, Chris Hayes, uh, fucking uh, Chris Matthews doing fucking body shots off of like one of the fucking Rockefellers or whatever. Beltway Lieb. Hell yeah, dude. I can't wait. Dude, once I'm Beltway Lieb, dude, everything will change for me, dude. I'm going to have lobbying power. Keith Olbermann just holding court and you guys fucking hell yeah him. dude he probably still hangs out <laughs> I would love yeah. if Keith Olbermann still hangs out near MSNBC to be like hey guys what a he's... long stride on our march toward idiocracy <laughs> <laughs> is he not does he not work for them anymore no he hasn't, he hasn't worked with them for, for a while dude oh I don't know dude dude you don't, you gotta watch more MSNBC dude it's I a don't. lot of late breaking news every day no, my stepdad's an MSNBC guy, and like when he has it on, I have to walk in the other room because it makes me too angry. Yeah, no, it's it's a lot of just like people who's like it's like it's literally all failed children. Okay, uh, listen, maybe I won't at this point. I'm not. It's trying failed to fire teachers' you. pets. It's a bunch of failed teachers' pets uh, trying to, like <laughs> whose entire shows yes. consist of um actually. Yeah, so what I meant to say well, was... Well, now Francesca's thing's not greenlit. No, no, no. <laughs> MSNBC is a great network. Because here's the thing. Every show <laughs> has real the real... You know, these days... It has the M the, the, and the N. The, the, Trump says <laughs> that, uh, you know, the journalists are the enemy of the people. But you know what? MSNBC is a protector of the people. They protect everyone from... You know, rich CEOs to pretty much everyone but Ronan Farrow. Everyone but Ronan Farrow, yeah. Except, well, well, don't bring up Ronan Farrow. Okay, so NBC <laughs> News is a fine establishment. Look, and, dude, and if anybody's great- if anybody's vetting uh, Francesca through the broadcast, if they actually <laughs> listened to like all 94 minutes or whatever of this podcast to hear you trash MSNBC, <laughs> hey, <laughs> fucking kudos to them. But I just I don't see it happening personally. Yeah, no, hey, but you never know, dude. All I got to say is MSNBC, fine <laughs> institution, NBC News, wonderful institution. They, I mean, just look at the list of like heavy hitters. Rachel Maddow, uh, um, uh, Matt Lauer. Uh, um, Brian, Brian Chris Williams. Hayes, I bet. I, Chris Hayes maybe does listen to the broadcast. I would hope Chris Hayes listens to the broadcast. He's actually my favorite. He's my personal favorite because he talks about tight. Palestinians like they're people. Yeah, that's um, and. and Anyways, we're still waiting to find out. And, uh, you know, until then, dude, fucking, you know, just hanging out, making podcasts. (laughs) (laughs) Patreon.com slash broadcast. Remember, I need the money now. Uh, Guys, I think that's a a fraud. Yeah, that's a fraud. I think we can call it. That's That's a a solid B plus fraud. That is a solid B plus fraud. Thank you guys so much for coming on. Jessica Seeley, where can people find you? Listen, please. 
please go to my Friday night show. Mm-hmm. It's every Friday at 10 p.m. at Cafe Tropical. Yeah, in Los Angeles. In Los Angeles. Just please, please go. <laughs> please. Please for stand up. Yeah, stand up is good. And if anybody has any beauty tips for me, (laughs) (laughs) you're a natural beauty and you're wonderful. What if that was like a a more like regular part of my act? Like, does anyone want to make me over? Uh, so at Jessica Seely on Twitter, or, yeah. uh, hot, hot topic uh, available on iTunes and all of your podcast stores. Yeah, yeah, I have a podcast about about climate change. <laughs> Check out her wonderful podcast on climate change. Hot topic. And uh, Tom, are you on social media at all? I'm not. Oh, that's wonderful, dude. I'm a man of mystery. You're a man of mystery. You're a mystery man. Um, well, send your mail to at Matt Lieb one two three four five six seven. No, it's just at Matt Lieb now, dude. Uh, I changed my Twitter handle. Why would you do that? Because I realized that what was happening was I was there was a lot of accounts that were blocking me. It was mostly uh, black women. And I would be like, why are all these black women blocking me? Like, I don't even know this person. And then I realized that there's a lot of people that have these, uh, like, auto blockers on Twitter. Oh. And, uh, and it's too many. If, if there's a string of numbers at the end of your thing, then you're auto blocked because they're like, you're probably a bot, uh, which uh, is true most of the time, except for my creative ass name, Lieb1234567889, okay. which is very good. So, so send ne- your messages to at Matt. At Matt Lieb, if you have a question for Tom, you just want to like reach out, uh, hit up Tom at Matt Lieb on Twitter. Uh, Frogcast at gmail.com. Uh, email us with your questions, comments, concerns, anything that you want to. And Vince, what's a Google Voice number? 415-275-0030. Patreon.com slash broadcast. More wonderful content going up soon. Uh, thank you so much for listening, everyone. And until next time, good night and good chins.